water yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. Water, water. yes, please. Uh, what do you suggest for uh, a glass of tab uh, or What do you suggest? Cabernet, decoy, American, or yeah, definitely. I like Napa Stopper. I like Napa Valley a lot. I don't know. I was looking. I'll I give it to try if you like. I could try it and I like it. Um, I think I'm gonna go red wine really quick. I like it, dude. <laughs> I'd do the bottle, but dude, wine's gonna fuck me up. Yeah, but. That could give you a Merlot and the Cabernet. Yeah, right? And then, yeah, and I'll go from there. Is that cool? Thank you. Okay, you're gonna test the waters. I got because I don't, I'm not, like, if I'm just gonna get a glass, like, I like the. I know, I like the wine, dude. I was gonna do it last time I was here. We came with Chris and my buddy Antonio. But I come here, like, every week. Who's the guy that For the you last like know? month, but he's not here right now. I don't know. He's like the manager. Um, he's, the menu? You know Joey? It's like his father-in-law, the guy that uh, is coming to the banana from Stragas. Yes. It's his father-in-law. It's his father-in-law. Yeah, I didn't even know that until last week. He's like, oh, I didn't know you knew Joey. Um, that picture of the Kawasaki is hilarious. That bike's dank, bro. Like I'm trying to get that bike. The fucking, it's what do you the, want to uh, do for uh, apps? I'm good, dude. I got, oh wow. I got lobster ravioli last time I was here. Best dish here, easily. Antonio got one, he got one to go for his girl. Oh. You like that one? Oh. Let me try the rest. Yeah, that's a good one, but oh, they're both delicious. That one's excellent. What's the, what is this one called? This is Cabernet Decoy. I want this one. This one's still on the way. I do that when you have a cab. Oh, the, try this cab. the cab is so good. And then go like this. So when you go like yeah, this, Yeah, the right? other one's a little sweeter. When you go like that. It's like when you smoke like bug, sharp, yeah. It's like a sharpness of it. So, I noticed... Um, like there's a definitely like a delicacy or a way to fucking eat things, smoke oh, things, is, yeah. drink things. If you don't abuse, and for weed especially, like I am, for weed especially, like when you hit it properly in a clean glass with water, like and you exhale it through your nose, and initially you're gonna get a taste, but yeah. after if you breathe not through your mouth but heavy out of your nose, you can yeah. taste that bud for like a good twenty minutes. No, for sure. But if like, you can't, the, the key is, bro, you can't smoke part of the ashed bud. Or it taints it. Takes it, taints I fucking, it. I'm a scientist. And that's this. why I like smoking J's versus a blunt because the blunt kind of accents the weed in a weird way. Like in uh, the, oh, uh, the what's that movie with the cop Mark Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell? He's like, oh, you know, the, the other lemon guys? accents the water. Yeah, in isn't such it a the other way? guys yeah. or something? <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you. Um, and I'm sorry. What do you suggest for an appetizer? Kampachi tartar is my favorite. It's a white fish from Hawaii. Oh, wow. Jalapeno with avocado, like caviar on top. So it's so very good. All right, we'll do one more. We'll do that one. Is that cool? Kampachi. Yeah, that. Yeah. Excellent. What yeah. was it? The, but, the fish? I, yeah, it's a Hawaiian, okay. Hawaiian, Hawaiian fish. Hawaiian fish. Hey, shave it. That's meant to be. Yeah, cheers. Yo, salute. This salute. is perfect, bro. Now, the setting we have here, we have a fireplace. 
where I think it's Ma Ray. Ma Ray. Ma Ray. Uh, in the north end. In the of north end. It's down. It's down an alleyway. Though. Yeah, it's, that's what's cool about it. It's down an alleyway. You bring a girl here. Yeah, this and is you, this part. And you set a girl. See, that's the thing about uh, right people here. now is like you know I know money's a major factor, and I'm not sitting here saying you should be going out take, spending like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but the fact that if you want to if you like a girl and you want to move forward with her whether you're taking her to friendlies or the 99 restaurant or applebee's or you want to come out once in a while and take her out to the north end for a nice time it doesn't always have to be a lot of money you can come out here buy you can an spend app 60 bucks here. buy an app buy a couple drinks get a little nice and that's it why do you think under 100 dollars under under 100 is good under 100 for your first date for anyone under the 25 is reasonable it should be reasonable you're right right i mean you're putting it this way going to chris stapleton and driving up there that's a like a committed date but it's awesome it is pretty dope because i've wanted to do that yeah i mean if you really like somebody you're willing to go the extra yard for her and especially when like i like i all right let's for being honest i i've been talking to a lot of women and my problem is that i keep hitting these girls up saying let's go on a date let's go on a date and I can't like just settle for one because I I almost like well, overanalyze you, well you don't want to pick the wrong one or, yeah like, in a way like I, I, it's not that I care what other people think it's more so like I want to like no I don't want to date you because I don't want to get married well that's like the predicament I'm in right now is like when you date like a serious girl or you start to like a girl like you've got to have those thoughts like her ideas could this chick have my kid could she be cool with my parents or whatever month like, one is a big month yeah it's a little sick, scary dude month like, one's a big month month it's, one is the scaries of the relationship yeah it's but, like do I commit no but then what goes deeper is like once you get past that then the holidays roll around uh oh like that's when it gets serious yeah. especially for me bro because not a lot of people can handle that I go to fucking three houses for Christmas Christmas Eve yeah. I'm at or no, Thanksgiving not many people can handle what you do for a line of work well that too and she's like said that to me and it's funny like my buddy who DJs at the club like just started dating this chick and it's like maybe three months in now and it's like for them wicked serious shit and they're starting to like live together and she keeps saying are you really gonna do this forever and he this is what he wants to do forever. Like that's pretty rare that you're in that that industry and, yeah. you, and you're. I mean, I don't. He's trying to get whatever he's trying to get. I don't think I should say, but like that sucks. Like that's a difficult lifestyle. And um, and she gets like he's a hard worker and like the opportunity he has. But at the end of the day, she's still a girl, and like I understand her point of view of like. Well, you don't want your boy around that all the time. Look at look at uh look at the atypical wife of a person that deals with trip clubs or girlfriend, fake tits, big, you know maybe used to work there type deal like. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, most of the girls are wicked nice. But like I said, there's those other ones in there that are literally masterminds. Like they could rob a bank and get away with it. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, or murder people and get away with it. Yeah. And they might have at one point in their life, but no, but what I'm saying is like, with that, like, that there's really, at the end of the day, a bunch of nice girls that are crazy that are working there, like somebody you're dating that's not in that world, they're going to get intimidated because they're beautiful, funny chicks, and they don't get that you're not attracted to them because they're crazy. They just think you're a guy, you like the tits, the pussy, the, the asshole, whatever. And 
it takes like a special breed to like be chill with that stuff for sure. Well, you get a wicked open-minded person. My big problem was when I came home for baseball. It always was around that time period of fall, winter, and that's when all the big, big holidays are. You know, so like every time I would come home, start talking to a girl, start falling for a little bit, and then Christmas comes around, and we've been dating for two months. And I'm like, motherfucker, you know, like. Why like, do you like, find yourself getting a girlfriend around that same yeah, time every it's, year? It's, yeah, it's called the cuffing season. It is. It's cuffing season. It's yeah. cold outside, it's girl. Get, well, dude, it's cold outside. You know, the leaves are changing. Yeah. I, I sent you pictures fall, and shit. Yeah, like, somebody fall. who didn't believe me Sunday, I'm like, falls in the air. They go, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, like, a weatherman or something? By no means. But, dude, I get the weather. Like, I've lived in all these elements. And acorns are falling. And the trees out west start changing earlier. And I'm out west a little bit more than, than where we are now. Dude, they're orange and yellow and shit. Like, there's one tree in Westford that almost flew, fully bloomed. Wow. In two days. In two days. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Fall's coming, baby. But I'm cuff, cuffing season. Cuffing season's huge, man. It's like, coming, bro. It really is. And I'm afraid, like, that's why, like, you see me backing off of, like, the girl that, you know, we're kind of talking to. Well, I'm talking to. And that's my problem. Well, I don't uh, think it's a bad thing. Like, she doesn't seem like she's gung-ho about cuffing no, you down. No. Like, she probably gets it. Yeah. Then she's probably doing the same thing, Probably. Right? And that's how you got to think. And it sucks to I don't think like that, think but like I, that's that. what I do. Yeah. I do that. I do that to myself. My anxiety gets through the roof because I start thinking like, well, she's probably doing the same thing oh. if I think this way. Dude, a thousand. When I don't get a response on a text from like a risk, like I'm a, I'm a joker, dude. You know me. And when I text chicks and I'm like joking or I'm like opening up a little bit, trying to be myself funny and they don't answer you for like 10 minutes, even two. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, when dude. You- the, the, the jump wheels, off the cliff a little bit the like, wheels are turning and I'm and like and then the parachute goes then the parachute goes and then you land in a tree dude how about this video I'm gonna, <laughs> then, I'm gonna show it to you right now cause I have my other phone out so basically I, I was uh, I, I got up yesterday morning and like I don't really go to Instagram right away but I went to this thing and it was a fucking dude his name's Super Frenchy and he's a nasty um, backcountry skier but he goes off of cliffs with his skis and parachutes but during his off-season, he goes around the world and jumps off of illegal shit. Illegal stuff. Bridges, cranes, yeah. where they're building new buildings, you name it. So this one, he fucking jumps off of... I think it's out in uh, France, bro. Yeah, it is. He jumps off um, in midi Pyrenees, France, into this, like, literally multi-billion dollar mansion. Look at this. It's the only house around. And he's fucking coming down right now. And he's like, oh, Fuck. He's gonna literally land, guys, in this dude's yard, and he miscalculates it by like a centimeter, and he fucking nuts himself. Me and him just watched it. He hit his nut off the top of the tree, and all the people come running out. Ready? Are you okay? Are you okay? Ready? They're all out here. The dude, the owner, the wife, the kids, and then (laughs) at the end they say, is that legal? He goes, nope. And then the video just ends, dude. That's a But he does like, dude, one out in Kazakhstan, the time lapse of him climbing it because you gotta send it you gotta climb illegally and it's like and those climbers are sketchy dude unbelievable and some of the videos bro was him like fucking hitting hitting the tower from the wind like catching his parachute and shit pretty fucking wild I don't know I I couldn't do that I'd have to really be fucked up to do something like that for sure I could jump and pick if I if I knew exactly how to do the parachute knew all the uh, requirements, I think I could. 
like don't get me Adrenalize wrong. Adrenalize that one time. I want to do like with my life one day is like jump off, base jump, yeah. skydive. Like I think rock climbing too is like the ultimate. Like I just always think to myself, do I want to be that asshole that dies? And so I want to. I want to well, go all like that. Like one of my dreams is Flat to go out the in the powder face down. Like that's a dream, dude. Seriously, go out in the powder. Go out in the powder. Go out in the powder. Just like just out there. What if you froze to death? That'd be an awful death. Well, I don't want to freeze to death, but it'd be dope if like a rock hit in your head, in your head, and you just died there. You're like 45 years old, got like three kids. And well, that's out there. probably the worst. Thing. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I don't know. I Age feel like, 28. Like that's another. Like I like J Cole a lot, and one of his uh, songs, he's talking about. Does he have to die in order for anybody to recognize him? You know what I mean? Because he's like one of those dudes that doesn't give in to like the, the Hollywoody or like the mainstream music industry. Granted, his fucking shit's nasty, bro. But most of his songs like, have these messages in there, and that's one of them, bro. But like, look at what happened to that dude, Triple X, whatever, got shot in the face. He's Malcolm like our age. Tri- no, Triple X, oh, Tanana, whatever. Yeah, extension. Dude, he got fucking blasted in the eyeball. That doesn't feel good. I think that would be the way I would want to go. You can move whatever you need to move. Thank you. What is that? Yep. That looks Perfect. great. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. That's the fish. Yeah, I'm going to get a piece of this bread came out. It's Hawaiian fish. I don't know what type of fish it is. It's like a soy sauce on it. It's really small looking. I'm gonna take a picture of it right now and put it on our story. It's really small looking. I don't. I really couldn't. It looks like uh, like a salad almost. Yeah, it's a soy sauce. It's a soy sauce. The bread is really good. Holy shit! That looks good. Yeah. It does. I don't really know how to go about eating it. but yeah, I mean, that, that seems to be something uh, adrenaline-wise I would definitely want to do, you know? Uh, I think that's uh, something eventually I, d- I need to do. Well, I think that it's important to, like, release that shit because at the end of the day, we're all, like, a uh, couple generations from, like, these primal crazy motherfuckers. And it's still in our DNA to, like, be dangerous and, like, rebel and, like, all these things are in us. We don't yeah. even know it. And when you out there like surviving and fucking having to rely on you and all like your senses come to life, like you realize. I mean, what a real person. Break it down. Of. You got skis on your back. You got a par- well a parachute backpack. <laughs> you get dropped off on the top of a mountain, and you fucking. Or leap. you had to hike it. Or you had to hike it. Yeah. And you got to leap off of it, and you're sitting there like, holy shit. And you land and you go, wow, I did that. No one else did that. I did that. Dude, I've had a lot of like sins where. Not that I overthink it, but, like, going into it, dude, I wanted to throw up from the anxiety. Of, it's like going on stage, like, going to do whatever, you know what I mean? It's the most nerve-wracking thing. And when you officially go, I'm doing it, you get, like, a calming, like, release. And you didn't even jump yet or do whatever. And then as you're going down, it's straight tunnel vision. Like, there's black, you're black up. Well, and then you land you rely on your body to like do it it's sick too because in baseball with me like having thousands of people watch me pitch right I have to make a split decision on okay what pitch am I throwing I only have 30 seconds in between each pitch so 
jokes. Like, I look into the catcher. I'm not seeing the 15,000 people. I'm not I'm not looking in like, all right, my adrenaline's going, but I'm not, like, that much focused on the little things. Whereas, like, when you're up there by yourself, I can only imagine. Like, because I remember when I skied when I was young, and I would be like, all right, do I want to hit this jump? And I would literally sit. I would sit at the top of the thing. I just used the rope yeah. to go to the top, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? I'm doing it And then I go yeah, and, yeah. And, and like my buddies Would be up there I'm like oh He's going Like oh, we're gonna see what's it. And then I'd fly And like land awful And then you know what But then You know what I did Grabbed my stuff Went, went right back, back To the right rope to the back. And pulled myself back up And went right back up And did it again Well if you don't fall Like you ain't learned Nothing but Dude nobody that does Those things Like those tricks Has it fucked up Big time Broken this or that Dude or- you're, you're, you're literally Like my favorite guy right now is Ryan Williams. You know who he is? The scooter guy? Oh, my Never God. heard of him. Dude, I'm going to show... This guy's going to blow your mind, dude. I know you're big into, like, the... Um, What's his name? Ryan, Ryan Williams. Williams. I know you're big into the, uh, uh, you know, snowboarding yeah, I'm stuff. skateboarding. But this kid, this guy's... Um, he scooter slash bike. And so he's taken his bike... His, so he was a big-time scooter guy. He's got a lot of followers. Took his scooter skills and went to a uh, bike... And now he Oh, I know this guy. He does crazy shit. He's dude. flipping the look, bike. Look, look. Yeah, he Oh my god. Him. That's him on the scooter. Okay, but then watch him on the bike, right? Like he's doing scooter tricks with a yes, bike. With a bike. Like he'll flip the bike. Do you forward. see how high he just came oh, he out of that it. half pipe? Dude, look look at this. Do you see this? He'll look hit at that. The, That's hit. ten feet. He tapped the roof. Okay. He tapped the roof, dude. Watch him slow-mo. That's he taps the roof, bro. Um, holy shit. This guy just did a backflip and, and into a tent. Dude, you gotta and watch this guy. You have to watch this guy. It's incredible. This I is always him. thought the hardest scooters, trick I've ever done. Watch scootering should have been a thing. Like, oh my god, holy. triple front flip on a bike. Okay, that's just fucked up. Dude, this guy's next level. Ryan Williams, look him up. This wow. guy is unbelievable. Like that stuff right there. That's always why I've been attracted to those sports because, yeah. dude, that's hard. Like it, that is no joke. Dude, it's like it's like not only like with other sports. Like you, you take like the MLB, the NHL, football, whatever, whatever sport you want to talk about. Don't get me wrong. You have to be a crazy athlete. But you don't have to... Not, not one time in your your head, even as a football player or a hockey player, there's in your head you go, I could die right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like... You're never like... Every well, shot, you're not going to die. No. Unless you're the Colombian soccer player yeah. that's kicking it in his own net in the 80s and Bob yeah. Escobar is angry. Yeah, yeah. Or or if you're a hockey player and you got your head down going through the like neutral zone, like, yeah, you might get blown up, but you're not dead. Yeah. yeah you might have some CTE, but that's about it. It's like it. rare sports. You can die exactly. right away. Like, Whereas you're on a fucking snowboard and you're going down a 60-foot jump, the big sky, the big competition, the big air competitions, oh, God, they're yeah. like 50 feet in the air bird. People that are listening that aren't mountain people... When they see the big air jump, okay, so Fenway had the big air two years ago, the Olympic qualifier. That jump, bro. I've seen I mean, it. We're talking about that's bigger. Well, you than, when we that's went bigger to, than the green. We monster. went to Loon. Remember when we went to Loon and they had the ski I've hit jump? jumps like this, I, dude. I've gone off jumps like straight this. up, and it's scary, man. And I went to Park City, and that's the best terrain park in the world. I worked there. They had four levels to their park, Riley. Beginner, which was like for little kids. Then they had an intermediate type of deal where it was like more of like a playland they actually called it Candyland, and it had all these That's sick, sick yeah. things and then the real park wasn't it was nasty it was hard you could fuck up bro there was the hardest features i've ever seen there but then you go to the olympic style style thing and we're talking about jumps bro bigger than these buildings around us some of them and like 
the, the, the height you get off of that, and you see these little 12-year-old, 13-year-old kids sending it, bro, doing Back triples, flipping. triples, yeah. triple Tripping. this, this and that, 1260s, you name it. And they're like, no fear. And like all, dude, all the kids I when I lived out there that I looked up to when we were in high school, they lived there and they were the teaching the next generation. And I would see them on the lifts all the time, these dudes. I'd be like, holy shit, there's Tom Wallace, there's TJ fucking... Ah, uh, Schilling, whatever the fuck his name so that's is. That's sick. Like, just like how I would be looking at baseball guys. Louis like, Vito was doing yeah, for I'm three looking at weeks. Like, uh, like, oh my god, that's Derek Jeter. You're like, dude, oh my dude, god. I saw the GoPro 5 before it came out, and Louis Vito had like maybe 20 of them on his helmet, and it spun around. Like, he had 20 GoPros in a halo around his head. And they spun. And they spun. And, he was, and they had stability. It was on like him. one of the first 360 videos they were making at the time, and he was doing it in half life, and all day was doing it. And he was just like a little shorter than me. Always, dude, he was right in front of me, this close. Louis Vito, Olympian. Like, that stuff's sick to me. Bro. That is sick. Other I've been people are like, thing. I don't yeah. really give a fuck. Yeah, I've been around that. That's like. But uh, you've seen professional baseball players. Exactly. Or uh, professional anything, really. I've seen every professional athlete you can imagine. And it's just like cool. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I, dude, I was, I was sitting in the dugout next to a guy threw a first pitch. He was an Olympic diver. Won the bronze or something like that. You know, it's like just little things. Like, dude, I talked to him. You know what's crazy? Once you've done a sport or any type of athletic uh, competition, you can relate to anyone. So, like, I was sitting there talking to a diver. I've never, I've never died. I've, I've jumped off diving boards, but I've never But he's competed. describing it to you. And he was like, you know how hard practice is. You know how this, like that, and the other thing. And I'm like, wow, I can relate to that. Could diving be that hard, though? But, I was, but in my head, I was like, well, I'm like, diving can't be yeah. like, but no, dude. It's a lot of practice. On He calls it... Um, in water and like dry land. So dry land, they're on they're on trampolines. They're you know they're practicing, and then water, they're in there and they're they're hitting. Dude, you'll mess up a trick and hit the water like flat on your back. Like Thirty they're feet. Fucked up. Yeah. That that he's like he's, bones, dude. When but... he dives, when you dive, you like lock your, you go like this and you lock your thumbs like that. Do you think and he, he break he, your hands? He's like, I broke my thumb like many times really? from not getting in the water in time. So you wouldn't splat. think that. But I it's never thought of that. Feet in the air, sixty feet. You in don't the realize air. that. Okay. Watching it, it looks easy. It looks like a pin the drop. Lost the quarries. I jumped like, off the of quarries. It was eighty feet. And I had to wear shoes because it hurt oh, my feet. All right, like that's. And I'm just jumping off. Oh my god! Oh my god! This pencils. Dude, this These dude's are in a in a thong, and he's jumping off, flipping, doing third, doing a handstand, <laughs> and just falling feet. off sixty feet, spinning. Wait, have you seen? Um, oh man, this was like the Summer Olympics, the, the recent one, and I forget what country it was, bro. But they had like the worst swim team known to man, bro. And you would watch these people just like fucking up, dude. And they were all like grateful to be Olympians, but they knew they were horrible. Dude, their back flopping. I saw that. I saw that video. They're getting into the... What country was it? Dude, I have no idea, but they're getting into the hot tub, uh, like, high-fiving each other with, like, point two on the (laughs) scoreboard. It was brutal. It looked looked as if I just showed up. We just were like, sign us up to make a bobsled team. We're here to go. Sign us up, we're going. I mean, how about those guys, though? That was a real thing. That's a real thing? That was a real... And how about Eddie the Eagle? That's a guy that was like, fuck it. I'm from England, and I'm becoming a long-distance ski jumper. And he was like... Can I do one more, please? Yeah. Thank you. Dude, that's like a joke, a running joke for me and Rob growing up was Eddie the Eagle. I had no idea. This was Rob when he was a kid watching Eddie the Eagle become Eddie the Eagle during the Olympics and how like everybody bandwagoned on him and was cheering, even though he placed like last... 
He would fall every time, and when he finally landed, dude, people rioted worldwide. Worldwide, people rioted. People rioted. And he became a legend, man. For real, dude, because that's no joke, the long-distance ski jumps. No, that's no You're joke. You're talking about putting two fucking... Two boats big, on your... Boats. Boats. Can, canoes. Canoes. Two canoes on your feet and it, saying, it, all right, go, go ahead. You know what? And lean forward and hope you can get down to the bottom. Fuck it. Um, that's a good movie with the Wolverine, the Wolverine guy who taught, like... i never seen that movie. It's a good movie, Eddie the Eagle. The Wolverine, whatever he his plays name it. is, yeah, I know who you're he plays about. his he coach. He was probably as jacked up. But. No, he plays his coach, oh, okay. who's like a booze bag, which is you see that a lot in the mountain towns, or like booze bags, dude. That are, thank you. What else would you be? No, but that are just godly athletes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know like, what, what else I mean? would you do, though? You're in the mountains, living on a fucking cabin, jumping on the slopes just at, at 10 a.m. and staying there until 7. You're just boozing. So, like, the other day I woke up, and like I believe in like signs and fate and shit. And I had lived in a town called Leadville, Colorado last year from like January to May. And it was 10,500 feet in one of the highest towns in the, in the, in the state. Mm-hmm. And maybe 10 minutes from there was this mountain called Ski Cooper. And they used to back in World War II train the fucking mountaineers there to to learn how to fight over in the Alps and shit if we had to come to it. Because the Germans and the Italians had like huge mountaineer divisions. We would have been like fucked up in the mountains if we didn't start this. So people going to the area that I lived at to become soldiers, the mountaineers, like basically, they knew how to ski, everything. Guns, like it was the best fucking military thing to do in World War II, I gotta say. Like How can when you, say you that? when you see the videos, it's like these dudes were having a time bro. because they were hooked up the best gear at the time. Like yeah they were cold, but they weren't as cold as the dudes in fucking Germany that I forget the name of the battle bro. It was almost six month long battle, five month battle. And they were in the woods bro. Everybody was freezing to death overnight. Like it was cold. Like negative fifteen. I, Band of Brothers like has a two episode arc on I've it. Seen, when they're in the when they're in the um, the winter, I forget the name of it, dude. It's a big historic battle, bro. But these dudes that were out there, they didn't have all that equipment. You know what I mean? Because they were just foot soldiers. The dudes that were mountaineers, these are dudes that discovered all the fucking mining things and all the major peaks. They peaked everything. Like, they named things and said, okay, this is this elevation in the 30s and 20s. Like, those are dudes that go, all right, today we got to go up there. Like, that's all it was. There was no name to it. There was no map. Dude, the Germans are some of the highest... Um, I think there's more German, like, hikers that have... What's the word? That have named and peaked things first or whatever. Because when you peak, like, Everest first, that's a storm. Like, when you're the guy that's going to go make it and and, and be able to take a picture and say, look, and I did this with my German flag up there. Whatever. Americans did it, too. Just like how we did get to the moon first? I'm getting at is those dudes had the best equipment, and it must have been fun for them to go through that experience in that in that area where, dude, it's just God's head. Drop yeah, dead gorgeous. Nothing's touched. And you're skiing every day with guns on your back. Okay? Like, James come Bond on, shit. Dude. James Bond shit for real. And um, so I did a homage thing. And I did it when nobody was on the mountain. It was like the third day it closed. Maybe it was end of May. And me and Briggs, we went up it. It's called Ski Cooper. And it's maybe the size of Wachusett, bro. 
but it sits at 10,000 feet, so it's no joke to hike this thing. Took me and him maybe an hour, and we got up there. Me and him, I smoked weed up there, I had a beer. I gave him some water, like took some pictures and shit. I have a bunch of pictures I'll, I'll take, I'll show you. And um, the sick thing was, the snow was like the best of, of all year, because nobody rode it, and it was still warm. It was warm out, but powder. powdery. Dude, I was straight skiing pow in Briggs. It was hard enough for him to run down. He ran right behind me the whole time, bro. While you were just... While I'm skiing. That was like a dream of mine to do. And in the same sense, I hiked it and sent it like those World War II dudes. Um, I had snowshoes, but because the way the snow was, it was like slippery with the snowshoe. It wasn't... The snowshoe's supposed to like go down three inches-ish. And then there was another time I snowshoed and it was knee deep and the snowshoe actually was harming my fucking whatever. There's a skin that goes below your ski. It's like a new invention. And it, it's like an elliptical. It only goes forward. And you're binding. You gotta get an AT binding and the back comes up. Yeah. And when you do it's that. Like, it's like, and it's like telemarketing. Well, no. An elliptical. No, but what's the, um, what's the, the, the event? Yeah, cross-country skiing. Cross-country, the telemarketers that go downhill with their heel coming out. That's like a style thing. But now they invented the binding so you don't fucking tear your ACL and shit off to go down normal. I, I went hiking with jocks, bro, and a 65-year-old dude passed us like four times on these things by the time we got to the top. That was the knee-deep snow day, like, brutal. How, so how the hell? That's crazy. But what I'm saying when I did the Cooper is I only did it in my ski boots, which sucks because those, sucks, those hurt. They're just, they're just plastic. It took me an hour, bro, to just go toe-toe, all the, tiptoeing all yeah, the way up with my, with my... And Briggs is a dog, so he's just like, what is going on with you, bro? I'm stopping like every 20 minutes out of breath, drinking water. Like, that's a time, bro. It's a struggle. It is a serious struggle. But when you get there, you're like... God damn, was that, it. it was worth it, bro. You know what I mean? I uh, I don't know when I'm gonna ski again, but I need to. I definitely need to. It's um, it, fr- it frees me, man. Four. You four? Fuck that. Is that not the work? Okay, it's like. You're right. Absolutely. You're right. It's a bit euphoric, but it's like the ultimate test for me. You know Can what I mean? Just, Mentally, physically. Oh, for sure. You know. Can we talk Can about how um, right across the Red Cross from us, there's a there's thank you. So we're sitting at a couch, and yep. in between us is the fire. Yeah. And then on the other side is the couch. A beautiful Spanish lady yeah, just sat her. next to us guy in the with world. the ugliest man who looked like he had some money. Well, that's unfortunate, but. And, and you know what? Good for him. But she sits down and she looks at me. She literally sat down before he did and looked at me and gave me that look like, "Why am I doing this?" Like looked at her, looked at me like, "Huh? Huh? You wish, <laughs> you wish you had me, but he has me, and that sucks." What well, we were talking like, about the other day? Oh, you live in your mother's basement. Oh, I'm you, all set with you. I'm all set with you. You don't want none of the mama's basement. <laughs> You don't want none of that. You don't want to, like, worry if someone's waking up at 6 a.m. to go and I walk you out if, uh... Here. Oh, you have a brother. Oh. You live with your brother, your too. Little, your little brothers are here. Oh, oh. how old is he? 20-something? No, he's third. Oh, fourth, you fourth. still have your varsity letter on oh. your wall. And oh, and your bedroom. Oh, he's Fortnite. Your, te- your mom makes your bed before you go. Oh, that's oh, cute. that's great, yeah. No, that's really cute. But to be honest, there are girls that like that. Huh? They're like, oh, mama's boy, like, let's go. 
<laughs> Mama I'm boy, let's go. go. But at the end of the day, I am. But I, I try to be like mad independent. I don't know. It's probably just like that. I love my that mom. One, that thing I do shout because out my of mom. that. Yeah, shout out Shelly. Shout out Shelly and, and Leah. Goddesses. I got, I got, I got her tatted on me, so. Me and, me and Shelly were supposed to get tattoos when Bauer died. We're just going to get like a paw print or you something, know, but we got to go do it. We haven't done it. You really should do yeah. it. You want to know something funny? So you know how you named your dog Bauer? Uh, after the hockey skates. Yep, after the hockey skates. I, my, my boy, Steve Russo, got a dog and he goes, dude, what should I name him? I said Bauer. He named it Bauer? Yeah. Dude, it's a Chocolate sick name. Bauer. It's a sick name. Bro. Bauer. I, I could never name a dog Bauer He's a huge Bauer hockey again. kid. Steve's so a other huge Other people. So I remember where I was, bro. I was on Pelham Street in Methuen when we were driving to go pick up Bauer. I was like eight. And um, I remember my mom going, what do you want to name him? Nike or Bauer And I'm like Bauer Nike's so gay And I'm like Bauer Bauer And even though Nike Bauer. bought Bauer Nike and Bauer Nike ended up buying Bauer bro Which is fucking hilarious It is mad fun And then Dude my grandmother worked for Converse Shout out Converse down the street I have the Converse on Chuck Taylor edition Chuck Taylor edition And um They bought Con- They bought Converse too So now I have a 30% for life discount Or something To Converse What? But no longer Nike because that's how corporate they are. They're like, you know what? You can keep the Converse one. We don't want nothing to do with you people. Dude, my grandma has a gold shoe. A gold Chuck Taylor. Cause she she worked, worked there for like 35 years, bro. It's pretty legendary. I know a kid that works with Converse right here in Boston. This one here. Carter Beebe, is, yeah. Um, works right here in Boston. Where she would have had to go, but she was like about to retire. And she was like, can I retire a year early so I have to fucking drive to Boston? They're like, absolutely. Like, we hooked it up. All those years, she was loyal to them, bro. For sure. I mean, they, had like a, they, they, like, had a party for her in the uh, Lowell Mills at the Salvatore's, like, sent her away in, in fashion. They gave her the shoe and everything. Yeah, it was pretty dope. Your grandmother's a savage, dude. And then my other grandmother currently still works and makes missiles. Okay? She his fucking boards into missiles. Like, technology we don't even know about, bro. And, like, and your grandmother's doing and she's like 60-something. She used to work for Raytheon, too. Raytheon's where it's at. my uncle, bro. This is like some sketchy shit. He worked for Raytheon, and then they transferred him to, like, Germany. Why I think in the 80s, I don't know, but I think it was, like, late 80s. And that was, like, around the time the Berlin Wall fell, I think. Like, the early 80s, <laughs> mid-80s. The wall Dude, must go. I always go. thought he was, like, a secret agent and shit, because he was always living there. When I was a kid, bro, like 25 years, lived in Germany, more. And then they came back here, and uh, he retired, but, dude, he did, like, mad cool shit out in Europe, like, that we probably will never know about. You know what I mean? Like, one of his friends, he collects jets, okay, like, older jets, and he flew out to Italy to fly one of the jets back. And while they were there, there was a part that was, like, faulty, so they couldn't fly, but one of the jets was like, I think a $2 million jet, a million dollar jet, like something stupid. Like, he surrounded himself money. with all these crazy uh, yeah. European my, people. Yeah, all my uncles work for GE and like they make jet they make jet engines there and all that parts for jet engines and stuff. I'm all set with that, but you know it's what? so cool, bro. GE, General Electric, was the number one place to bomb there after 9-11. It was like the number one place that they were going to bomb. You think that has to do with the banks? I don't know, bro. I don't know what it has to do with. 
Don't do, even get me on the conspiracies well, right now. I, do I almost like, stopped uh, talking about it. I do like how the Pawsocks are coming to Worcester. Yeah, dude, I saw that today. Well, I don't watch the news. That's a pet peeve of mine. And I'll leave the conspiracy idea out of it. But yep. Pawsock thing came on. And I go, Mom, keep it on real quick. Because she knows I don't like the fucking news. She was going to change it. And I go, wait, 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 keep that. And it goes, coming to Worcester, the Paw Sox moving from Rhode Island. And then they showed the stadium that they were going to, like, make and shit. And it said Worcester Paw Sox or Worcester, Worcester Red Sox. I'm sorry. They're changing the name. They should. It to should Worcester be Red Sox. Yeah, it should be. I think it might have been that once. Not Worcester, but they were around here once. That's what I think Worcester needs. Like Lowell, Connecticut. Lowell? What well, the fuck? well, it helps because well, Lowell Spinners. That, I played them. Now I is that a single A? Yeah, low A. That's that was I the played. only game I ever saw you yeah. play in college. You yeah. almost threw a no hitter. Yeah. In the that fucking cunt bag center fielder. I remember it to this day. There's a pop fly, a pop fly, not a line drive, guys, a pop fly. Yeah. And the dude didn't judge it. He just didn't judge it. It was like kind of like a. If he took off at the beginning and didn't lollygag, he could have been under that ball for like four seconds. I know, I remember. I'm not kidding, bro. And I screamed to fucking. How crazy is that? I played there there as a a college athlete and a pro athlete. That same stadium. Well, you played there in high school, too. Yeah, and high school. I I I didn't get to do that. That was when you played with Dawn. Yep, I played high school for states. I played college against UMass Lowell. And then I played bowl spinners. And that was when Andrew Penitenti was on the team. Professional, like that's yeah. sick. Andrew Penitenti was on the team. Uh, and Devridge. And you never batted, though? Not in pro or college. I should have been college. That we college. talked about that. Like, if you batted, you think you would have been... I think it would have been a different scenario for me. I think I wish I... Well, would you have been able to keep par with all those people that are My hitting? big thing was, it wasn't necessarily whether I could keep par. It was the fact that if I hit in college, I think I would have saved my arm a little bit because... When you go to college for pitching, you become just a pitcher, and you throw. You work the craft of throwing. They don't want you to do anything else. They right? want you to do anything else. Whereas if I was an athlete still, and I fucking got to show up, hit, barely throw, I think my arm would have stayed alive longer, you know? And then when I went to pro ball, I probably wouldn't have been a pro hitter, and I could have focused on pitching then, you like, know? Like, go, hey, guys, look at this. And yeah. then it would have almost been like, holy fuck, you came here as this dude, but yeah. they, I told them, I told them I could like, hit, but they just didn't let me. Um, I just I I, li- I like the whole idea though that it's going out to the Pawtucket, uh, the Worcester area. Well, I am too because I just started working out there and um, I see I see how much it's changed since like I moved to Utah three years ago and came back and my mom had moved back and I wasn't out there. Dude, it's ch- it's becoming like the Medford Somerville well, like Revere. Because shit. think about this, if you it sucks. You gotta remember, it's Austin is a great place because of how. Honestly, we're lucky because, well, we're the smallest states. So you got to remember, like, it's a New England Patriots. It's really the New England Red Sox, the New England Bruins. I know it's Boston, but, like, you got to remember, Maine loves us. New Hampshire, Rhode Island, uh, Connecticut, Connecticut, half of New Connecticut, York, some of New York. Like, it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot Canada. of, you know, even Delaware, shit like that. Like, people, like, from all over. Like, it's just, like, you don't, I think uh, with it going to Worcester, it's going to attract the crowd of Connecticut the the crowd well, of like uh, Connecticut's no more than or Rhode Island one of the others no more than like thirty minutes from Worcester. Both. Really? What is it? No, Connecticut. Connecticut. Reading, right uh, Rhode Island, or one of the other? Because I, I used to talk to this chick that was like right over the border yeah. there. So I think it's a smart little thing, man. It's gonna help out. Do you know how much it costs them to get it? How much? So they obviously brought up shilling for no apparent reason, probably just to fucking cut his ankle one more time one more and leave the sock. Yeah. But like. 
They go, because of Schilling's faulty video game company, Rhode Island was reluctant to, to um, put up the 120 million requests that it would have taken to keep them there. And Worcester was like, fucking right, we'll do it. And they were like, here's the fear, we're ready to go. Why does Coach Schilling have to do anything with it? I think they just said that to justify it, almost like... And I don't even know why they had to justify it, bro. It's Massachusetts. It's the fucking Red Sox. Boston Red Sox. Why are we in Rhode Island? It's AAA baseball. Why are we in Rhode Island? I never understood it since I was a kid, bro. Well, the Providence Bruins? Okay, that's the next one to come back. I do, I think that. I really do, like, you gotta keep If if you notice, AAA, like, uh... Like uh, AHL, like those level of sports, they're all in big cities, but in cities that don't have sports. So Providence isn't a bad spot for it. It isn't. No, but it, it probably keeps them like in the loop with us and shit. Yeah. How about side note? Shout out Nick Luis. You didn't. We didn't, we didn't even talk about this like years ago when he sent it to Providence and made it on the Fenway in the Fenway game. Like that's fucking cool, bro. It is cool. That's so I, I, cool, that man. kid's a great kid, and I think he deserved it. But I mean, at the same time, he was not a Division One goalie. I mean, I'm well, sorry, dog. I think he might know that too. <laughs> no, he did know that. He like, did. Come on, dude. You're. He got, how, dude. It was the right time. Right. How big was Nick? Right time. Right he's place. He's the size of me. As a he's goalie. five. He's probably five seven. A buck. Buck thirty. Fifty. Okay, that's no goalie. Brendan Leahy was six two, whatever. Two hundred. <laughs> and but Bre- Nick was nasty. Don't get me wrong, but he's just little. He was little. Yeah. And like the fact that he was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to Providence to play club hockey," and then no, he just went, to- "I'm going to Providence," and then it became, "I'm, I'm playing play club, club hockey," and then it became, "Hey Nick, we want to play backup um, practice goalie." Hey Nick, you want to dress? For the Fenway Winter Classic game. Okay, that's fucking cool, bro. That's that's like me when I played baseball going to states and I had no baseball player. You know what I mean? That dude? is cool. Fucking states, dude. Put Yo, the team on the back. I was excited to do that, bro. You realize? I know. That? I talked you into doing it too. We went farther when you left. I know. That's the weirdest part. They won the states. They won the year after. One Oscar just won Matt states. Not won the year we and we beat Matt Not twice, bro. I, I remember Ryan uh, Quinn, if I'm not mistaken, bombing left field Matt Not into the fucking trees. Yeah, you know anyone what I'm could have. It was 200 feet. Dude. Well, if I was, I like, hit a ball over and the then, fucking house. And then me, the lefty, I have to hit 355 Cam yards Godet to the right. righty. Cam Godet is a righty. Hit a ball to right center that was like 450 in Mad- feet. In Matt Nunn. Went to the softball field, hit it off the back fence. Now that field's been there since Rob went to Matt Nunn. Rob went to Matt Nunn. Matt Nunn used to be a powerhouse. Rob was a goalie at Matt Nunn. Matt when, one of the best when, hockey players. And I might be mistaken. Ever. And I think I am mistaken. Um, right at, He was right after. Do you remember the, the name Bates? Bates? Sean Bates? Yeah, Zach Bates, Sean Zach, Bates. Um, they went to Matt Nunn or did they go to uh, Malden Catholic or Catholic Memorial? I don't know. One of those three, but they yeah. grew up in Medford with Rob. Like, Medford produced, like, nasty Dude. hockey players. Anyone that was around that area. Medford, Charlestown, what Somerville. Just like the... Dude, just these city the white city kids dude. just love playing rollerblades. They were all white. They all were white. They're all in rollerblading around. They're all stick-handling around, fucking the streets, hanging out, loving it. Outside all day, that's the difference now. Everyone was outside. Outside, outside all the time. Right. Summertime, outside. Let's go. Let's go skate. We're going to go fucking rollerblade. Let's go. We're going. Like, it was, you know what it was? It was good kids growing up in the same town. That's how it was when I grew up. Saugus was a great, great athletic town. Yeah, I, I kind of envy that, man. We were nasty you know at all everything. These kids. I have so many friends that were nasty at a lot of sports. 
Now, when you turn 14, shit changes. You start smoking weed, you start drinking, you start chasing girls. You well, know, then you start seeing the people. The different things. Yeah, you know, you, know you go, picture it this way, like the school system. You go from elementary school, from 100 kids in your whole school, to middle school, to 300 kids in your whole school, to high school, to 700 kids in your whole school. You're like, holy shit, the whole town's here, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Holy yeah. shit. I'm going to start the banging these girls. Yeah. He goes, he goes oh, I'm, I'm pretty good at hockey, but... Fuck it, I'd rather bang these girls. Or I'm That's gonna go to hockey I, or... Me and Scott Cochran always said that. If me and him went to McEwen High, I told you this, we would have probably been first line as a freshman. That's how good we were compared to public school hockey. You know what I mean? My mom put me at Austin Prep in sixth grade because she knew I could have probably handled eighth grade, ninth grade hockey or whatever. And I did do that. You did too, bro. We're showing up to coffee games. And the kid's at the end putting his bag in his car driving home because he's 16, 17, and you're 13, 14. Eighth grade, almost made varsity. But if I went to Methuen High or you went to Saugus High, three scenarios, drug addiction, a pregnancy, or I would have just straight up been a fucking blow life. Or all three in, in, in one. I wouldn't be where I am now. All three in one, but you know what it would have killed real quick for me? was like the insecurities and like the unconfidence thing because I would have probably got it right away. You would have been the man. You would have been the man. And I didn't want to be that and it wasn't my fate clearly because the person I'm becoming is because I went through all that I would never change being that. the man in high school for network. I traveled... I went to two high schools. I went to. I'm, I'm from a. T- I'm from Saugus. Went to school in Reading, uh, that was a private school, and then went to school in Connecticut, that was a prep school. So not only did I know Saugus people, I knew Reading people because I went to school in Reading. I knew all the people that went to Austin Prep, and then I went to Connecticut. So I knew some Connecticut people and some people that went to Salisbury. So now you mix in. That's about instead of the average person knowing about like 300 people, I went from knowing 300 to a thousand. You know, just from At where. Was no, like? I'm just saying from going from Austin Prep. From, like, my town to Austin Prep to prep school. Because you kept them all. You kept all the friends, bro. I keep yeah. in touch, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I keep in touch. Like, I go and try and visit. Like, if, dude, if, like, my, a kid from Salisbury's out, like, the other night, Saturday night, uh, there was two two or three kids from Salisbury that were out. So I'm out. What's up? Like, let's get a drink. Blah, blah, blah. That's how it yeah. is. You know, like, uh, a kid that goes, like, uh, that you go to school near college, you want to go visit them and see them. Like, that's, that's what it's about. Like, I have all these friends that I met in Pro Ball, too. And it's like, you know, it sucks to lose touch. It really does suck. It sucks so bad. That's the worst when you have a best friend. Like, you probably have that out in Colorado. I about you, like, 35 kids right now that I wish I just talked to every day. Easily, bro, because... It's no, just like... Dude, more. Yeah. I'm not kidding. And I feel touched, bad about it. And that's why I've gone be hermit a lot of times is because... If you're my, not talking to my, one, you're not talking to all. I'm not talking to nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? That... Dude, I wish I could hit everybody up. Do you know how many times I got to go send an apology text that I didn't answer somebody because I have 50... And I'm no celebrity. I just have a lot of people hitting me up, dude. Family, friends, people from the South, people from the West, people from here and there. And it's like... I would literally be on my phone all day, bro. And night. Sometimes I find myself on instagram lately because i'm doing the banana squire my own and this yeah. ta- wasted talents one i'm there for three four hours a day or at least doing something related to it and i'm like i wish i had those four hours to facetime 10 people right now see i'm the total opposite i think i facetime and call and talk to you well i've been doing it a lot more lately because like, i'm killing that I, guy i'm killing that guy I'm murdering him But it's tough bro It's a workout bro Like I find myself Like people get mad at me For like maybe not calling them Like whatever You know whatever it may be But like I'm I I do as much as I can Like I know I don't Access every hour Of every day As best as I could But like 
at the end of the day, like, I have a lot of friends, and I have a lot of people that care about me, and I care about a lot of people. So, yeah. the best way I to care show about it, all of these, yes, people, and for the best sure. way to show it is by trying to contact them, and that means a lot. You know, like one FaceTime a month Even goes a Snapchat. Along. I'm yeah, learning anything. like my dudes down south that like. It's the whole point of social I network. I really want to stay in touch with. I'll throw him a Snapchat. That's the whole point I'll go, of it, dude. Bro, There's that no other story point. was hilarious. Like this yeah. or that or whatever. Just to just don't try. get me wrong. Like like social network is there for like networking, like to meet new people. But Imagine it's also parents, to keep in touch with old our parents people. didn't no. have this. Like, dude, when when That's you were high so school prominent. and you didn't talk, you wouldn't call in someone's house to go talk to them. And be like, hey, Jimmy, your mother just answered. Hey, what's up? How was school, kid? No. Hey bro, I sent the I sent the letter to your, your dorm room. No, no, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Even if it was like, even if it was, um, you know, like I uh, sent 2000. a letter, I sent three letters in my life in the mail. I've never sent, and letter. it might have been to the same. One of my best kid. friends went to the Marines. I didn't even send him a letter. And the only reason I did this was because we were like learning to write. Yeah. And my mom thought it was cute that I sent my friend a letter in the mail. Okay, and I saw him every day at school. Like <laughs> this was no fucking. Romance on, on on book, but did all these things are what makes society what it is today. But what is pretty fucking cool about, about like, learning about our parents and our grandparents yeah. and all that? Because, because notice, I take the respect thing from my parents and I mix it into the new world. That's a huge thing. Is respect, dude? Respect's a huge thing, yeah, and that's I'm what's lost. That love, it's lost. You know how many people have respect for you in your industry of work? Just because of Rob and how much respect he had yes. for people. And that's why I want to become that. Not respect. Not to it's fear anybody thing, and bro. not to get all these things. Not, bro, Riley, not even for the respect. But what comes of it when somebody truly respects you? Listen, not, don't get me wrong. Ass. Don't, it's not kiss I was ass. about to say, you might get a lot of fake people. No, I have, bro. Come and on. I'm, be- I'm able on. to weed those out Come at on. this point. I've weed them out already. And I'm grateful to have had so many people fuck me over bro or done this and said that and not come through with it that I can recognize most people and don't get me wrong I'm gonna come across more in my life that's just the way it's working that's the life a but cool, a cool thing I got from somebody similar to that is when's the last time you hung out with someone for not no reason like not like you needed something from them. like like when was the last time you hung out with someone and you didn't need nothing from them? It wasn't you hung out with him because he had cigarettes or he smokes weed or he, well, he likes to drink most of my or he has a car. I, or, I surround myself with, with those people. I don't from need me. something from you. I no. don't hang out with you because I need something from you. I hang out with you because I like you. Yeah, most of my friends are like that. But most you can catch them. on to the people that are hanging out with you because they need some. Imagine me and you hanging out, right? And the only reason why I was hanging out with you is because I want to get famous on this podcast. No, like you, or, or I, the I, only I, reason you were doing this is because, hey Taylor, can I borrow forty bucks? Or, or, or you or, didn't ask me till I dropped hey, Taylor, you off tonight. Or, or hey Taylor, uh, you know, I, 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 I need a job. I'm sorry, that's it. Like I only hung out with you to get a job. Like you know, if you owned a uh, whatever company, people whatever. do this. People do I that. I see this with Rob. Not that these people don't love and respect him, but. Fear of love, dude. What Maybe they wouldn't have had to suck their pride up and come to you if they weren't in that situation. But what a man to go. I even understand that, that you wouldn't come to me like this. 
and I'm still gonna help you out. Yeah. And that's why I acted the way I did, bro, with that asshole cunt the other night. And yeah. you said you should have fucking been a man. And you know what? You're right. That saddled me a little bit. That I probably should have just done whatever. Glad you and even when it. I said to Rob how I wanted to react, he goes, "Well, you don't need to go slapping anybody." No. But you know what? I probably should have really put him in his place and took that mic and went on stage and performed like a fucking savage on him because yes. I would have done it. No problem. Now. I never said get physical. Because when you make Taylor angry. He fucking is funny. He can perform. You know what I mean? And that's what I did when this cunt goes, where's all the batteries? What batteries? What batteries? What batteries? Now to inform the people here? that are listening, how, how did, this is a dude, and I don't even care. Kevin Harrington. Because I ain't never going to work with him again. Because when I find him, I'm tying him up like Achilles did to fucking what's his name. And I'm dragging him through the land. Like, I'm not kidding on the chariot, bro. And I'm chanting, I got this motherfucker. I got Hector. Like, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Because this dude, I brought in to, like... Help out. Help out because I respected what he did in a different show. And the way he acted was, like, I should have acted because I'm Rob's stepson in that place. And I've never acted like that. And he acted like a princely little motherfucker that was owed everything in, in, the, in his life. And you, you that was your, your third without, time ever you even up? in that club. Forget the second time working for us. How dare you throw all these demands when you showed up just to watch and I had the audacity to say, hey, do you want to fucking work tonight and, 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 and entertain these people? Okay. And then you're coming up to me going, where's this? Where's that? And I go, listen, bro, I'm organizing a show. I don't get time for this in the nicest way. And two seconds before he's going on stage, he comes up to me and you and goes, where's the fucking batteries? To the lights of to the what? camera that we don't need. That we he, didn't need a camera. And this kid ain't even snapping the pictures. No. Okay. And the kid that was snapping the pictures, bro, him and I had a long conversation today. And he goes, if I ever see Kevin again, I'll personally fuck him up too. I had, dude, a long conversation with him. Kevin because, Harrington, you're done. You know what? Fuck this kid. No, you know what? I don't want. I don't like throwing heat at anybody, but this is somebody that passively disrespected me. And you know what? There's a time I should have thrown a roundhouse kick in front of 25 people, and it was that night. Yeah. And that's it. I'm leaving it at that. No harm done. Over with. How's that? I'll tell you what. <laughs> I think uh, that kid pissed me off. I think uh, we're at the uh, Mary Place. We're outside under the stars right now. Cleveland, six to two. Six to two. And they got bases loaded. Top. Bases loaded, top of the fourth here, and coming out live coverage. Let me see. Uh, let me see that. I have to use the. We're bathroom. live at Mara. What I, I think I want to do, bro, is this. I have to use the bathroom. What I think I want to do is sign off, because right now we're at fifty-three minutes, and I think we've had one of the better podcasts we've had. Yeah. So I hope you guys it's like it. It's Wednesday night. Let we're us at know Mara, about North End. Let us know about the sound. Riley's wearing a Nirvana shirt. I'm wearing a gay flower shirt with a fedora. It's pretty dope. Check the pics out. Shout out to Delicious Honeys, Real Speed Sports, and Golden Banana Squire. Golden Banana Squire. Listen, we love you guys. Keep listening. Peace out.